321. To resurrect Anaxonamun, Imhotep and his priests broke into her crypt and stole her body. They raced deep into the desert, taking Anaxonamun's corpse to Hamunaftra, city of the dead, ancient burial site for the sons of pharaohs, and resting place for the wealth of Egypt. This is Film <laughs> Oh, sure. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Film Sack. This is Film Sack, episode 416, mining the very depths of film entertainment for all mankind. Uh, welcome back to the show. I'm Scott Johnson. Joining me today, Brian, do not poke him in the eye with a candle done away. It hurts so much. Oh, hi. <laughs> I know as a priest and as a member of the gold, you're really supposed to chit-chat. Yeah. However, I do have to ask, does this body paint make me look fat? <laughs> no, it's all those cheeseburger from the Burger Pharaoh. Well, that's rather honest. Your strength gives me strength. I guess. Hey, don't poke me in the belly or the eye like Scott said earlier. Look what you did. You smudged my belly paint. <laughs> ah, come here. Come on. You know what we got to do. We got to rub our bellies together like a couple of pigs in the mud so I can get some paint back on here. Oh, yeah. This is inappropriate as hell. Uh-oh. <laughs> Hi, Mr. Pharaoh, sir. Us? Oh, nothing. Just some priestly rituals you wouldn't care about. Uh, what's that now? Have we seen your mistress? <laughs> no, but if you are so concerned about her whereabouts or anything else, you really should have put a ring on it. No, <laughs> I have not heard of the Humdai. Ah, gotcha. In that case, come on in, Mr. Pharaoh, sir, and head back to the catchuary behind that thin veil there. Really starting to see why they don't let us talk. Humdai indeed. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Well done as always. Uh, also with us, Randy, this movie is 20 years old. Jordan. Uh, hola, Scott. Hello. Brian. Yeah. Brian. Mm. Hola. I, I know what you're thinking. What's a podcast like me doing in a guy like this? <laughs> it's just like <laughs> movies, man. <laughs> and and this Brendan Fraser, guys. Guys. Yeah. We love him. Sweet. <laughs> Oh, we like. I do love really him. Really love him uh-huh. so much. <laughs> I just, I just, I don't know where I. Uh, look, yes, have I had a couple drinks? <laughs> sure. <laughs> Who among us hasn't had a few? We mighty few. We band of blubbers. <laughs> Still, no. Listen, listen. Guys, uh-huh. listen. Yeah, I am not as think as you drunk I am. <laughs> Let's do this. <laughs> nice. We should totally paint ourselves gold and go hang out. You're almost Every as attractive. Every '90s drunk uh, acting. Uh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And all I can picture is Rachel 
vice now with uh, Randy's voice. That's not good. She, has, a bad, she apparently has a lot of vices. Bad visual. Uh, also with us, and finally, Brian, how wide can you open your fly shooter, Ibit? I kind of like that each of us have taken a different character, and we're all emulating that character. Great. <laughs> so... I'll bet you're wondering what I've been doing for the last three years since me and the French Foreign Legion met up with the Tuaregs in Hamanoptera, and I ended up wandering the desert only to uh, wind up in a Cairo prison. Well, I discussed the merits of George of the Jungle with my cellmate, who doesn't speak any English. Mm. I played chess using a set made of pieces sculpted from earwax and human hair. I was trotted outside just in time to see a very attractive British woman who came close enough to the bars of the prison that I was able to reach through and give her a kiss before I was beaten to half to death by the guards. And then on day two, right? <laughs> nice. Life is complicated. In Nicely done. Nicely done. Uh, well, what we've done here is lightly dress what is to be today's topic, and that is the mummy from 1999. 1999's The Mummy. Same year as The Matrix. Same year as... Uh, the the prequel started again with the stupid, terrible mm. force. Or what was the first one called? Midichlorians. Yeah, I can't, I can't even think of the damn thing. Same year that it was Y two K, all up in our face. Oh yeah, man. I was playing. Oh, yeah. Um, I was playing uh, a lot of uh, Half Life mods. Like those were the days. Oh and my god! It's kind of shocking how twenty years ago is what we're talking about. That's just insanity to me. Uh, but. There it is. Um, and The Mummy is a... Uh, look, I'm just going to say it right now. I am an unapologetic fan of The Mummy. I think the first movie is great. I think it's fun. I think it's uh, Indiana Jonesy. I think it's got some really great... Um, some of the effects don't hold up as well as others, but there are some effects in there that I really like. I think the Scarab Beetles are rad. Um, I, I, I want to tack onto yeah. this a, a thought that I kept having. Which is, you know, I remember seeing this the night it opened, and the thing about it is I remember having expectations that were completely blown out of the water. What I expected this movie to be based on its history and its name alone was so different than what I actually got, which was a romp adventure. I was, I felt like it was better than it had any right to be. But it's because of my expectations. I was expecting a monster movie about mm. a thing wrapped in rags that slowly walked around like a zombie. Yeah, and as I had, we all were, it, yeah. right? And it just yeah. it, it just did not occur to me that this could be a love letter to like Indiana Jones and stuff. Mm -hmm. And now I still have that. I haven't seen the movie in twenty years. Yeah, and I watch it again with you guys, and I'm still able to access that feeling. Like, wow, this is so much more funny and fun than it has any right to be, or at least than, than my expectations would have imagined. And I, I see that in like, if you have haven't seen this movie yet but you've watched other movies in the last 20 years, you <laughs> might be in for a huge letdown. Sorry, yeah. I liked it. Yeah, you might be. Yeah. I mean, I, I I would just so much more take this tone over that new one, that, that new Yeah, the Tom Cruise thing. one? Yeah. yeah. That was yeah. just so self-serious and stuff, and this thing is just kind of ridiculous well, but and they, goofy. It kind of had to be, because they were trying to set up a whole, you know, their version of the MCU. There was going to be this whole dark universe thing with... Um, uh, Johnny Depp and uh, uh, Javier Bardem as Frankenstein's monster, and, and you know there was so Dang many. It, Universal, you screwed it. Yeah. Well, yeah, I, I mean, was kind I of know. excited about that, 
And so I was like, all right, I'll, I'll give the Tom Cruise one a chance and kind of let it be its little self-seriousness. And it was, it really what did try to take itself way too seriously. Yeah. But, uh, this one is so much more fun and what could have easily been written off as a Raiders of the Lost Ark, you know, Indiana Jones ripoff actually I feel like comes across as its own, I don't know, its own unique thing. Yeah. It's still got that kind of quarter main adventure kind of, you know, thing going on it's set in ancient you know it's it's set in egypt and they're looking at ancient egyptian things and you know all of those things resonate with that that action adventure pulpy comic sort of sort of vibe but what where it wins for me uh is it just is having fun like there's everybody's there's there's moments to laugh death is is in there but not uh you know it's it's comic book death um, right. the mummy itself, like, like, uh, Randy alluded to is not your typical mummy. He's not wrapped all in bandages and walking around going, <laughs> no, no, he's, he's basically a mummy for about a minute. Of yeah. Film time right. Yeah. Screen if time. even that, he didn't even really have the bandages as much. And, and then later he just becomes a fully formed, uh, <laughs> big reincarnation dude from, yeah, South African dude. Who's a badass. Egyptian pit bull. Yeah. yeah. And it, it's, and by the way, I have to call him. I have to call him Billy Zane for the last oh, yeah. twenty years. So, I, yeah. Billy Zane. I know it's yeah, not yeah. now. It's not. I have, I've, I'm looked, with you. I've looked at the names, but that has been in my head for twenty freaking years. Just let me have that, please. Okay. No, um, we're together. I was I was the same way. I was like, wait a minute, that's not Billy Zane. Okay, oh, now this is hilarious. this is funny because I have none of that, but I think here's why. My favorite Arnold Vosloo movie is Hard Target. And he's the bad. Uh, We've seen that for film sack. That's not Billy Zane as well. No, oh, that's okay. a bad. He plays a bad guy. He's the one that goes Boudreaux, 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 and shoots him in the what's his name in the head yeah. with a gun. He's great, mm-hmm. and uh, I so I associate him immediately as that guy from that. And to me, that's not Billy Zane. But the dude, one of the black rider protector dudes in this movie, the the guys with in all black. Clothing and their 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 job the through magi? the century. The magi. Yeah, there the you magi. go. Yeah. The magi. Um, the main magi guy. I always think he's. Yeah, the I always magi. get him confused with this other guy in the same movie. So he shows up in like an episode of NCSI or something, and I'll go, "Oh, that's Arnold Vosloo." From no wait, that's not him. Is that him? Like I get those two mixed up, and they're in the same damn movie. So. I mean, well, there's a lot of things going on during this time. Uh, back to Randy saying Billy Zane, because you know we watched The Phantom here on Film Sack, and it was a homage to the old school serial kind of mm-hmm. uh, shows, as well as this. I think that's the reason why this doesn't resonate as a direct copy of Indiana Jones. It's really just pulling from the same source material that Indiana Jones was. Yeah, uh, and I think that's the reason why you're seeing parallels there. And yeah. And, yeah. and that's not the only example of this for me in my memory for some stupid reason. And give me a trope alert because oh. there's a weird trope I want to get right away. Early one. This movie has bad guys coming at you from every direction and one of them is Benny, the rival. Mm. Benny, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, Benny. The Benny. scaredy cat who runs off. Right. In yeah. my mind... In in my mind, that is Sam Rockwell. Again, I know he is, I know he's uh, too young. He must part Wade. I'm I'm looking at Benny, and I'm like, and I look him up, and like his name is Kevin J. O'Connor. He's about twenty years older than Sam Rockwell. Yeah, but right. for some reason, his performance 
is just like channeling that dude. Yeah, I yeah. think so. I think I can see it because they're very his weaselly enjoyable though. Yeah. Oh, he's awesome. Yeah. I he's one of my favorite things about the movie is. He is great. He's the guy who who does the thing you played earlier the I have a horse head. <laughs> yeah. whatever. You're on the wrong side. I mean, he's on the he's he really straddles this great balance of uh inept and stupid and wimpy and scared Conniving. and then yeah. also just got some pure evil in him and yeah, willing totally. to sell it all for for himself or whatever and it's it's a great it's a i think it's actually kind of a hard role and he kills yeah, it it's, it's really good by the but, way, but uh, I, the way you can tell him apart from sam rockwell by the way is that sam rockwell only plays racist now <laughs> that's his only true. that basically I, is the big resume yeah and i just want to i just want to draw a distinction on that trope by the way because that's the trope of there's all these different categories of bad guys mm. and you're aware of it the trope where everyone is a bad guy is usually held for you, so you're supposed to be surprised when Rachel Weiss turns on Brendan Fraser or something. That's not in this movie. No. This movie just has uh, supernatural bad guys. It has mm-hmm. sort of we're uh, frenemies bad guys, yeah. and then it ben has Madigan. yeah, <laughs> and of. Uh, bad guys factions that come along here and there and it's just like that's a lot of bad guys this movie has and right. brendan fraser's gonna shoot at them all yeah oh yeah now the bad guy factions though are purely there they're it, it they might as well be wearing red shirts because the bad guy factions are purely oh, yeah. there to show what each of the bad things that could happen to you is going to be so mm-hmm. uh <laughs> they tumble on the ground and get swallowed up by a, a wave of flesh-eating scarabs that pop right. and bounce and stuff like that just to show you oh yeah here's there's uh there's real there's danger that yeah that's what you're right. supposed to do with with your the characters you, yeah. yeah if if you know your characters your primary characters can't suffer any damage right along the exactly. way then you show what could happen exactly yeah, yeah and they Quite do it cool. in pretty glorious style like there's for a, yeah, me, for a movie that's pg-13 Ooh. they really skirt it like mm-hmm. they mm-hmm. they do some pretty gross stuff there's a specifically a scene which i of course made a gif out of um where, of the, where a scarab comes out of the un the the not quite formed neck of Arnold Vosloo and then climbs up his face and goes through his, his a hole in his cheek and then he eats it. It's freaking oh, gross. Yeah. Not gonna not gonna yeah. lie, that's my that's my that's the thing that gets me in movies. If yeah. you want to freak me out, have something crawl on somebody's skin. They did yes. it with Matrix right about this time too with the with the belly button worm. Yep. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, you know what that is. You know what I'll I'll just go ahead and say that's it's probably body my, horror is what it is. Yeah, it's it's body, body horror. horror, but it's also. All I can think about, especially when it was happening to that um, British actor who, uh, I can't think his name. He's British, but he's uh, always plays Arab roles, and he's the he's the fat guy that oh. got killed early. Um, oh, yeah. Anyway, I love that guy. I can't think of his name all of a sudden, but I think he's an international treasure. Anyway, uh, he he got it first, right? The thing under the skin, and all I could think mm-hmm. of is every inch that thing moves is causing yeah. permanent tissue and nerve damage. Yeah, right. Yeah. Separating the skin from the, oh, from the muscle. Jeez, yeah. just this idea. Like before it even gets to the brain, <laughs> I'm just thinking your arm's never going to be the same, dude. So I just want to, I just want to give you the bio for that actor. His name is Omid Jalili. That's his name. And uh, I love him. It's a, it's a, on IMDb. It says Omid Jalili is a British Iranian stand-up comedian and actor. Uh, I just like like that's nice. a mouthful yeah, right there. But yeah, every bit of it he, comes through in this movie. It's all true. <laughs> it's all true. He actually might be now that I'm looking at him, 
might be my favorite IMDb photo of the week because of <laughs> specifically because of the cat photo behind him that he's clearly trying to emulate. <laughs> yeah. Now, he's a funny, genuinely funny guy, and everything I've ever seen him in, I laugh at that guy. He's funny to me. He has a crazy phonetic kind of energy going. I wish yeah. he would have lasted longer in this movie. Right. He was fodder a little bit. I think it was his He's, first film, actually. First. Uh, if you like me and you've seen Gladiator 50 times, oh, you'll yeah. recognize him yeah, as the totally. guy who, who sells sure. Russell Crowe. Yeah. Oh, yeah. wow. He does the Fringe Festival at uh, Edinburgh in Edinburgh every year, or at least he, did, he won in 1994. Good. That's crazy. Wow. I did, I did not know this guy had such a comedy background to him. Yeah. Hmm. And he just turned out to be, if you need a, a Weasley right arab dude i can play turkish i can play british yeah. i can play iraqi i can play iranian yeah. i can play right speaking of actors we've seen recently well eric avari is back we saw him on stargate this recently he's always in the <laughs> desert always you know yeah. kind of being the parental unit i think we watched stargate and and this movie a little too I close think so together too, it felt yeah. like yeah. they were the same yes i was like man i feel like i just saw this what was it it, it took me a while to figure out it was uh <laughs> Stargate that I was channeling. It's almost the same. It's I, it, well, let's see. This would have been five years later, but that guy just doesn't change. He's the same guy and no, everything. And yeah. and this one, he's very British. And and he's, hello. And, he's at the beginning of uh, Fifth Element too, right? Like he's the guy. Oh, and that's coming up too. Yeah. <laughs> oh right. I think he is. He yeah. is in the first wow, part. Yeah. What a run! What a run! Like basically, all you have to do is just shave, keep the beard, shave the mustache, and he's Egyptian all of a sudden. Yeah. Yeah, that guy's very very versatile. Still working. Still doing stuff. He's. He's he's great that guy. Although I might be wrong, I'm scrolling through. I, I don't I'm see him. Seeing, I'm, I'm not too. seeing. Are we thinking of somebody time, else? We all We're thinking of somebody sure else. He was in the fifth album. Yeah. Feels right. Oh, by the way, we got a. Can I? Is it? Do I have it at the end of the show? Hold on, I okay. can't remember if yeah, I did this. No. Go. Do it now. Uh, somebody corrected us hardcore. Oh. 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 Yeah, I didn't. I didn't include. They corrected us so hard they drew blood. I just we'll just throw it out real quick. So in. Our watching of the uh, uh, the Dark Crystal, we kept nice. we kept saying and assuming and saying over and over again that um, oh. Frank Oz was the voice of the cha- of the of the chairman or not the chair the cha- what's he called the Chamberlain the, the guy Chamberlain. going mm-hmm. it's not him it's he did the body work or the puppet work but oh, the yeah. the voice is some other dude uh, who's uh, forgot his name, but a totally different human being did the voice, and it always sounded so Yoda like that. I think, I think I always just saw the credits and went, "Oh, there's Chamberlain, and there's Frank." Maybe Oz. Frank Oz had his hand up the voice actor's butt too. He was operating, he was operating both of them. Yeah, <laughs> at the same time, that's how they used to do it. They don't do sure. that anymore. So the scene is a little inappropriate now, so they don't do that. Hundred percent accurate. Yeah. Right there. But anyway, I just I wanted to throw that out there because that whole movie or that whole episode, we were just like Frank Oz, the Chamberlain. The Chamberlain is Frank Oz, and and he's well, not. And but we're not. We're not disputing that he voiced Yoda, right? Oh, no, no, no. Right, no. of course not. Not yeah. at all. He voiced Grover, right? Grover and yeah. Miss Piggy yeah. and a million other because characters. This, yeah. Because the, we, we were keying on <laughs> the exact same sounds yeah. that are used in those characters. Right. I think yeah. it's a fair assumption. And also, like I say, a cursory glance at the cast of the film. It says Frank Oz as the Chamberlain. You just have to read on to find out that that was just the puppetry, and not the voice. But but mad respect to the person who sent that in because uh, obviously a huge. Uh, oh yeah, no, I I have no problem with corrections. Like we're gonna no. we're gonna get stuff yeah, wrong we'll, all the time. 
We'll hundred percent admit when we're wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not but a when problem. When we're right, boy, will we never let oh, you. Oh, that's right. <laughs> so I know. Okay, so back to this movie. I know that uh, Brendan Fraser's having a bit of a resurgence on that um, DC show that everyone loves. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and by the way, oh, if you never visit, right. yeah, if you ever n- never visit uh, Reddit, there's a there's kind of a site that usually hosts most of the images mm-hmm. uh, called imager yeah uh and they have they're constantly bringing brendan fraser up it is like it's like a meme over there that <laughs> yeah. just like a, what's he doing a, now yeah there's a they subreddit that started years ago called save brendan when some people yeah decided that he wasn't like he wasn't having a career anymore and he needed Aww. to be promoted by the people the people yeah. that's how it's going to happen it's going to be us and I, I they say Brendan has thirty seven thousand subscribers right now, which doesn't sound like a lot, but you got to realize, man, their only purpose is to kind of make fun of him by pretending they love him. Oh, no. is that what's it's going on? Amazing. I don't know if it's genuine or not. I, it's hard to say. I never trust Reddit one way. Or well, the other, there's but a genuine love from this guy right here. Same. So that's what I wanted to get to here. So mm-hmm. I was super bummed when suddenly he fell off the planet and it wasn't doing anything anymore. And I thought, well, maybe you just got tired of the rat race and, you know, retired or whatever. And then recently ish, um, he did some interview and yeah. opened up about how he had his own little kind of Me Too movement thing, or not movement, moment, that oh, no. that made him quit. Yeah, yeah. He got out because somebody grabbed his wiener or something like that. Yeah, that's that's oh, what he understood. Oh, it was the, the like he wasn't getting he was accused of something. Oh no 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 no! no, no. Somebody no he was, got yeah he was getting taken. Somebody was somebody taking Terry advantage Cruised of him. him. Yeah, somebody was right. Terry cruising him, and he ended up. Uh, sure saying, well, F this, that. this is not worth it. <laughs> and it was like a harder time to do that stuff. So, you know, now it's easier to sort of come out and talk about that stuff. But anyway, it really bummed me out because I yeah, always yeah. like watching him. I never not think I am always a Brendan Fraser fan. I know that some mm-hmm. people are like, oh, this freaking Encino, man, it's all he'll ever be. I don't think so. I think there are plenty of movies and examples where he is. There's that college one I really like where he's, yeah. you know, does good acting, some good drama. This is a very fun, adventurous thing where I'm totally behind the idea that he's kind of this fearless, uh, two gun shooting, you know, Indiana Jones, Alan and, Quartermain and you guy. You have or have not seen Doom Patrol yet? Uh, not yet, but I keep hearing it's great, and I want to see it. I keep hearing good There's things. There's a listener that's hooked us up with uh, copies of it. Oh, and watched it that's yet. great. By the fully way, fully legal, of course. Had... Those are all legal. Yeah. Uh, totally legal. Yeah. Yes, they've actually. Um, Purchased for us a DC streaming account and yeah. have uh, been. Uh, yes, everything Brian's Bar- saying Bar- is Bar- also yeah. true. All yeah. that. Yes. That's all good. Enough information. <laughs> Paint yourself gold and shut up. But but <laughs> all I'm saying is like some may say, well now he's now he's past you know whatever we define as somebody's prime. How good can it be? And I think he's got more in him. I'm excited to see him back. Mm-hmm. I'm excited to see what he can do. Um, Name, There's a great you can't article on GQ, by the way, about uh, back in 2018. Mm. Uh, read through this great, great all the way here's, back here's in 20 odd 18. Yeah, 2018, February, yeah. March, something like that. Yeah, so here's the thing I, I understand the Brendan Fraser worship, I get it, it's fun, but his, his space in my brain is kind of mostly taken up by uh, Nathan Fillion. Oh. <laughs> They are kind of cut from the same cloth, really, when you yeah, think about it. Like, yeah, that's fair. I think that's actually pretty fair. <laughs> I mean, either one of them could play uh, the rookie charted. Uh, oh, they could like, totally be. Um, what's that called? What's his name? 
in Uncharted. What's Nathan, wrong with it? Nathan Dra- Drake. Nathan Drake. Nathan Drake. I was trying to think, is it Nathan? But that doesn't sound right because it's Nathan Fillion. Yeah, right. Yeah. Which is why everybody was pushing for Fillion because A, he looks like him. B, he acts like him. And C, his name is he's Nathan. He's already got the first name. <laughs> yeah. he's, really, he's really fun, though. Like, that's the thing. Between the two of them, I'll take Nathan Fillion because he just has a he has this wit that just overrides everything yeah yeah i mean if you're gonna if you're gonna ask me to cast that nathan drake movie i'm picking nathan fillion probably brendan fraser has a a gentleness that only a a canadian can have right oh is he canadian i I didn't know that i didn't know that what's it yeah he's american canadian right canadian american however you want to say it sure but uh yeah i think he has such a gentleness to him that i i love just about anything he does you know what that's true this he was born in indianapolis but to canadian parents yeah ah there you go so he's probably got dual that's what that's all a boot yeah that's that's all a boot that but here's the thing that i'm let's stick on that for a second because i do think there's a quality of brendan frazier that 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 i also appreciate it there's something about his performances and that's all i know him from i don't know the guy but sure he comes off as strong and reliable and tough and all those things but he's not so, you know, he's not the, he's not the, the, the Stallone version of a man. He's not, right. he's got, there's a kindness in his eyes. There's a, I don't know what it is, but there's something about that I've always really liked about him. And it's in this movie as well. Like there's a, mm-hmm. there's a gentleness to this guy who could also pull out two pistols and give you hell. Right, and it's fun to watch, and I, and again, bummed that he's not. Feels like somebody that you'd, you know, go out and have a beer with and stuff and, yeah, and talk dirty you stuff. You totally yeah. hang around with. Sure. Only three years difference, by the way, between uh, in age between Nathan Fillion and Brendan Fraser. I was trying to figure out if there was a way to have uh, have one of them be the dad and one of them be the son, but they're just <laughs> too close in age, so they'd have to be the Uncharted brothers. Would be the the yeah. way that. Oh, that the Uncharted. Well, that actually is a thing because uh, in the fourth Uncharted movie, it's all about uh, Nathan and his brother. So why not? Oh, really? Oh, yeah. oh there you go. That whole wow. game is those two adventuring together. So that would work. I never played the never played the fourth. Oh, one. four is really good, dude. Is play, it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. What do y'all think about Rachel Weisz's character in this? With, I loved uh, her in it. Kind of the kind of being the librarian kind of thing, but also kind of a goof. To kind I, of I think she's I think Brenda she's Frazier. incredibly versatile. She's shown herself over her career to be one of my favorite female leads. I just love her so. Right. I, I there's not I cannot say a bad thing about her in this. She's goofy and fun and ridiculous which is nice to have on your resume because a lot of her other stuff is super self-serious and you know yeah the only other thing i could think of from this era that i saw was that ralph or no joseph fines movie it was a war movie and oh uh do you remember that the english patient are you talking about that one no um, no it was like the, was shoot she it, wasn't constantine that we've we've seen oh yeah she wasn't constantine yeah Yeah. she was in a few genre Uh, movies early looking at uh enemy at the gates that might be it oh that that's it that might be it anyway it's a weird uh, it's a what's his face uh, joseph fines yeah there you go jude law joe fine that's the one that's a weird movie by the way it's not your normal uh military movie yes i think it is good but and i say but for a reason there's this scene i will never forget where they're in a big crowded space with I don't know another hundred people in some sort of like bunkery, let's stay out of the shelling sort of World War One space, and uh, in the nighttime, Joseph Fines and Rachel Weiss decide to get it on, and that's fine, whatever, do what you got to <laughs> do. But there's hundreds of people sleeping around them, and it makes me—it's oh. one of the most uncomfortable scenes because I'm thinking, dude, just one false move and the whole place erupts. 
And uh, <laughs> anyway, her, uh, you, 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 I guess have the privilege or the, uh, I don't know what you call it, but you get a, you get a lot of Rachel Vice bum, a lot of bum. Oh, really? Yeah. And I just so, it's yeah, stuck get, in my get, memory. You get quite a bit in um, uh, the favorite last year, the uh, the movie that should have won the Oscar. Yeah. <laughs> what's what's sickening about her is that she's our age, Brian. Ibit. I know. Okay, okay I know. so and she looks amazing. Oh my gosh, she's last year. That's right. Last year, she and her human equivalent husband, like they're like <laughs> the most beautiful couple <laughs> in, in existence, or like they're they're like the most beautiful forty somethings that ever lived. Oh yeah. Uh, last year, she and Daniel Craig had a baby, mm-hmm. and I'm just I'm just predicting that twenty years from now. It's going to be hard to not look at this person. I don't even know if it's a boy or a girl. It's going to be really like that is going to be the most beautiful living human, or or, or the ugliest, or the ugliest. Yeah, you go. That's how. <laughs> right. That's how right. it works. Two rights make a wrong yes. kind of thing. Yes. Yeah, Sometimes yeah, you get perfect exactly. couple, and the baby comes out like a potato. It's just like the worst what thing. Would we think that uh, Daniel Craig is as attractive as he is if he wasn't James Bond? I mean, you look at him. You look at him uh, outside of that, and he's kind of. Dope. He's I dopey. I yeah, he's kind of dopey looking. Yeah, yeah. I agree. well, yeah. I, it's, but he could beat yeah. the crap out of you, yeah. and I think that's what makes us right He's happening. I no, I, I listen. I'm, I'm with Ibit here, and this is maybe controversial, and, and it sounds like it might be to Randy, but he looks, he is a goofy looking dude. But when you put him in the suit, and he's quick with the gun, and he's uh, yeah. shaken, not stirred, and it's all the James Bond motif, suddenly mm-hmm. it changes. His, it changes his, him. His sexiness is in his uh, his body language is is where it's said. You can you can be just a smoldering right. Uh, yeah. Yes, right. I, in the right roles, he, he smolders. We've all seen right the the shot of him emerging from the sea in the bla- baby blue shorts. Oh, yeah, I, I no. look at it like every day. It's like it's I like as a poster on my wall. No, listen, I think that's the point. We all realize. We all realize he's forty freaking years old in that shot, right? Yeah, no, look. He's a beast. You're not kidding. You're not wrong. He's buffed out. It's incredible. He walks out of that water, and my wife and my daughters all swoon like idiots. Like I get it, what you're saying. I'm just saying, take that away, because it goes to what Dunaway says well, about body sure. language. Take that away, and what do you got? You got the goofiest face in Hollywood. Take, He's got a goofy take face. That away. <laughs> no, no. There are have a goofy with, face. There are people with objectively ugly faces like adam driver hey hey let's not name names (laughs) i'm putting a photo in our in our thing here right now of how he kind of looks like alfred e newman from the back of uh, mad magazine and you don't know if if kylo ren won't grow into his looks (laughs) i don't know what's happening right now i'm hoping we get an email correction letting you guys know that Daniel Craig is objectively gorgeous. I, mean, he is a, I hope that's. I hope that. Comes I mean, he. I, I look. You will get no argument from me about his bondness. Like he, ch- it changed yeah, that yeah. for me, and I love it. I love his, his entire presence is so great, and it's going to be really hard to top that. Um, and about to be the longest running Bond. Uh, is it? Is that already true? Is. What? No, they, they, already they is. Marked, they oh, marked just in, past the longest running Bond. Yeah, that's weird. Well, just in years, though. I mean, he's only done four movies. Three, four, five, 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 <laughs> three, four, it five. Feels like less. Is that including? Uh, still, it's still less than Connery or Moore did, how as far long? as number of correct. Movies. Yes. Okay. How so many it's just in, it's just in years. Okay. So Bond movies did. You act like you're totally offended. Oh, it's just in years. That doesn't count. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, you know, you're out of here. No, I mean, I'm I'm with on this. I just thought it was way shorter, but I guess not. 
Uh, yeah, but- he's with the next one. With the next one, because why not count it? It's coming out next year. Mm-hmm. He oh, will have been in the role for fifteen years. Wow, has it been incredible. that long? That's it's crazy. just it just goes to show you how back in the seventies and and late sixties they cranked out Bond oh, movies yeah. biannually, or wasn't it every because, other year? Yeah, it was a lot. Because yeah. like action movies didn't used to wait around on uh digital processing like yeah, you didn't right. have all of these studios full of nerds at computers processing every frame you know like sure. back in the day they would just get some shots we'll just use the best car crash we got on film and off you go you know yeah mm-hmm. by the way uh roger moore did seven films uh connery total. did eight right yeah connery did eight but they did them in a shorter span yeah, and you can't count well, sure, Never no, Say no. Never Again because that was that's not that's canon. When he, no. Yeah, he came back, right? That was yeah. like a dream. Yes. That was weird. It was a remake of Thunderball, and it was outside. It was uh, Cubby Broccoli had nothing to do with it. But right. I still loved it. It was outside of the broccoli. It's all out of the broccoli, exactly. But no, I want to you know, I want to grab the steering wheel because we were talking about <laughs> an amazing actor, and yeah. we somehow got off on her husband, which is just so wrong. Yeah, there's something she, about that that feels is, like a mistake. Yeah, this is peak yeah. Rachel Vice. She has to do all of the different things. She has to be, uh, you know, she has to be charming. She has to be funny. All of that stuff, and she does it great in every scene. There's a long. There's an extended period of time where she's acting in like a nightgown mm-hmm. and and i like just like she can't have been comfortable and it was just amazing well, how, especially how after the water because apparently that nightgown like clung to her like transparent uh yeah. freaking yeah. rice paper like she was wrapped in saran wrap so yeah. they had to they had to do digital painting stuff during post-production to keep its pg-13 rating <laughs> all right uh, another day another dollar oh what are you doing at work <laughs> but, today? but they had no <laughs> trouble with <laughs> over uh Right. digitally paint over frame by frame of Rachel Vice's boobs. Yeah. They had no trouble uh, having Patricia Velasquez. How do you say that last name, Randy? Velasquez. Velasquez. <laughs> yeah. Squeeze. Velasquez. Uh, they had no trouble with her booty well, hanging out there. She's oh. a she's a lovely woman, first of all. Second of all, I think it Gorgeous. it goes well with the, you know, the, what the, their version of ancient Egypt is great because it's 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 all of the myth and I love the myth. I, their version. The only thing that bothered about their their version is seeing white guys in in gold paint. I'm like, why why do they need to have white guys in gold paint? I like the gold paint because it felt like, hey, you're gonna be you're not just a slave. You're gonna be one of these really great slaves that we paint. Yeah, they gold. didn't look. They didn't look. <laughs> they didn't look Egyptian or anything. Were they, were they, were they promoted to gold slave? Yeah, you're gold right? slave. <laughs> A gold level slave is a big deal. There's only platinum. But were after they that. slaves? I thought they were priests. I didn't know where they were slaves. They were his or not. priests, I guess. Uh, I forget. Well, right. wait, wait. So the guys that came charging in with sickles and stuff to kill everybody, I don't know what they were. Were they? That just... was the body. That were the bodyguards of the pharaoh. Right. And they're the right, ones. Right, that, right. And yeah, they had the lineage that goes throughout the whole. Uh, so movie. so it's weird. The pharaoh had his crew, and the high priest had his crew, and those people weren't on the same side ultimately, which. Like you just have to accept mm-hmm. that, but I'm sorry that that just wouldn't work in reality. You wouldn't mm-hmm. you wouldn't be able to have these two high high powered people with their own little armies living in the same pyramid, you know? Right? Yeah, but that's what I mistress. like. I like it because it's this big, it's this big cartoon of what Egypt was, and I've always oh, yeah. really liked that. Just you know, you're you're panning shots that freaking you know Gizek stuff is right next to the 
obelisk yeah, yeah. right next to the right there. big nose, yeah. uh, whatever it's called. What's that thing called? The, the Sphinx. The Sphinx. And then you got the three <laughs> the three pyramids are conveniently right behind that. Like it's the myth yeah. of the place that I enjoy a lot, and I and I I like that they embrace it. I have no problem with it. Like Indiana Jones embraces it too, and they get stuck in the snake pit tomb and you know fight their way through a bunch of corpses and oh, that stuff's just awesome and i love it and i could right, spend yeah. all day there because it's my favorite setting right. it's interesting to think about what that will be from now three thousand years from now yeah so like right now we still have this never-ending uh seems never-ending issue where we have not hand handled the cultural destruction of certain you know uh aboriginals especially in like north america for us uh, but like it's interesting to think three thousand years from now there might be all sorts of entertaining mythos around uh native americans having you know all kinds of magic and and special powers and stuff again sounds really bad to don't do that right now but yeah. like, <laughs> that's that's what we're seeing in the mummy mm-hmm. we're seeing a completely fantastic take on what was probably a really boring region to live in 3,000 years ago, you know? Yeah, mm. probably. I mean, I don't know. We've I romanticized mean, it pretty hard, so we have. But I mean, some of those some of those romanticisms are based on cool iconography and right, really right. cool symbols and and uh, uh, papyrus and creating languages and all that stuff. It's hard not to. Oh yeah, no, it's that, impossible. That there's a big foundation that that romanticism is based. Absolutely, on. I'm, I'm, it's a hundred percent true. Because because why? I mean, uh, it, it's so good that that we've romanticized it to the hilt. Like because yeah. we see it, we go, oh my gosh, have you seen those hydro er, hydroglyphics? Hy- <laughs> hydroglyphics. Hydroglyphics. Hy- you know, made of water. Hydroglyphics. <laughs> <laughs> but you see those, and, and you see walls of it, and you're like, oh my gosh, this is so cool. And then you see a, a raw statue, and like, holy shit, like it's impossible. Yeah, and, unk and all these cool things around. It's like there's got to be. I mean, I know that yeah, we have romanticized it and Indiana Jonesified it and all that stuff, but it yeah. feels like despite the fact that that was probably you know hundreds of years of of action of time right it seems like any any 50 to 60 years of that would have been fun to live in yeah (laughs) right right. (laughs) oh man i don't know i i just say like again three thousand years from now there's going to be entertainment about that you know about this weird shit that goes down in the uh, American South, and I'm telling you right now, it's just people living in trailers out in the dust. You know, like it's just not, it's not that magical, right? But you know, like we we're gonna assign it, or our descendants are people gonna, gonna are people it, gonna say they had this festival out in the desert called Burning Man, and we're gonna <laughs> write movies about how cool yeah. Burning Man was. I mean, so, they could, it's yeah. in theory, and they could, <laughs> and they I could look, myth mythologize forward, it and right. all that. Stuff. I look forward to our modern mythos turning into fact for the future. Yeah. Um, I can't wait to see that it happens like well right. maybe not fact but you know like who knows nobody in ancient egypt thought that they were one day going to be this iconic era that would be right. poked at forever and and so much creativity would come around Analyzed. it i don't yeah. think they knew so we won't we don't know either and i don't know what part of our stuff will be i mean that's a really great question it'll actually. be podcast everybody knows i mean <laughs> I, I i feel like at some point like if you just suddenly nuked everybody right now and wiped us out and all that was left is some... what you're talking 
some what hard you're talking co- about is Reign of Fire, which we need to watch. That's a good movie. Is that uh, <laughs> believe me? It's yeah. the first thing on my list every time I search for movies that we haven't gotten. To I see love yet. Reign of Fire. No problem. Yeah, Scott's describing that. exactly what happens in yeah. Reign of Fire. Yeah, Matthew McConaughey and uh, yeah, yeah, and yeah. Uh, Woody Harrelson's never in seen- it. And no, they not, even not Matthew re-enact- McConaughey. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Reign of Fire. They even even reenact Star Wars uh, around the fireside. Hold on a second. Is a is a, a verbal. Storytelling. Christian yeah. Bale. Yeah, there it is. Christian Bale, and it's Woody. It's not Christian Bale. Wait, McConaughey's in it. Yeah, yeah there's no. I don't yeah. see any. Uh, oh, I was any sure that Woody that Harrelson. character. I was sure his character. Are you was thinking Woody. of True Detective season no, one? No, no, no. <laughs> no, in my head, for Rain of Fire. <laughs> for my for for real, in my head, Woody is playing that same role. It's a weird role. It's okay, like he's bald funny. and he's way overacting and strange. That's an awesome movie. Rain of Fire is great, dude. It's stupid, Could but we, great. Oh, man. It is terrible. We'll eventually great. watch it. There's some weird thing where the company that ended up with the streaming rights just refuses to sell it. And I don't know why, because it would be they, it would go fine are on they, Netflix. Aren't they trying to do like a, a reboot of the series? Isn't there like some crappy second versions of that? There's always something. something else. Might be. I don't know. There's always something being worked on. I bet there's a script for it, and just nobody's willing to touch it yet, or something. Dude, I'm not touching that. Uh, no way, by the way, do you guys know that Brendan Fraser almost died in this movie? This is true. Yeah, um, according to Rachel Dice. Yeah. Yeah, she says that uh, Fraser stopped breathing and had to be resuscitated during the scene where he was nearly hanged. Uh, oh, no, yeah. That, even even, though, even though they had a harness on him, and you could see the harness. Um, right. Apparently, he was, the, he was he was emoting being choked though, right? So I guess maybe he mm-hmm. was holding his breath, basically. <laughs> I, yeah. Like they were saying, "Oh, hey, you know, he's just acting. He's really good, man. He's oh, really look going at that. Into this, leading into this role." <laughs> can we can we all agree though that that's the worst thing in the movie? Like that that scene takes me off the film so hard. Does it? I don't know. It's it didn't bother so, me. It's fine. Like, bother me. For starters, they drop him way farther than they needed to to make the point that his neck didn't break. Yeah, like right. whoa, it's way too far. On like it, you, it wouldn't have just broken your neck. It would have snapped your head off, no matter who you are. That right. drop. But then also like. Uh, the tension there once once he goes down and she's still negotiating for him, the tension's gone because you know he's gonna survive. There's like the, there's no way he's gonna die, but he's dead. Like you just saw him die. It was just <laughs> I'm just mad. Like yeah. this could have been so much more tense if the whole thing had been resolved right before they drop him through the floor. You know what I'm saying? I, I get like, you. Yeah. No, I mean, I think they played it mostly for laughs. And that and that works on that level for me because it was kind of funny to see him struggling and her negotiating with uh, right. what's his and name. Not and not quickly. Less, less funny right now than knowing that he's like on the brink of death in that scene. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, who knows how it worked outside of editing? I don't know. But they yeah. um, that must have been a little scary for everybody. <laughs> uh the night or the sorry the uh library disaster which by the way one of um, my one of my phobias in life mm. is that thing and it happens in lots of movies what? it's probably its own yes. trope but oh, the idea super trope. yes the right. idea of being in an in a store it doesn't even have to be a library but anywhere where a bunch of shelves have neatly organized everything in them and I bump into one, and, and it starts a domino effect. Is one of my phobias. I but it's hate so, that. It's so. It's so stupid. Okay, if if it happens in a in a row, I'm like, okay, that makes sense. But I mean, 
they had it going around, around. <laughs> yeah, going around the corner in circles. I'm like, oh come on. Well, okay, maybe okay. from a you know movie oh, magic. Standpoint. Have you not set up dominoes in kind of an arc <laughs> shape and had them do that? I have. Oh, absolutely. It, no. But why and, would you set way, your shelves up like that? Like dominoes. You're asking for it. <laughs> we all agree that that was an actual special effect where they actually did it, right? Oh like, yeah. No, they, it, it says in the trivia they did a set. single a practical effect. Yeah, and they said it was a single shoot. They didn't do a reshoot. Uh, or did it all yeah. in one take? God, they, can you imagine that. the cleanup? Yeah, but, this would have taken a whole another day to reshoot it if they just screwed it up. I, for me, it was the prestige uh, stunt of the film. Like it was so awesome, I, I couldn't, I couldn't even really figure out whether they had Rachel Weisz right sort of there. Like they mm-hmm. obviously they pulled her out of the way, but right. like, the way the the way the shot comes back around to her, mm-hmm. I was just like, whoa, was she really standing there during? thousands of pounds of danger going on all around her that's crazy <laughs> and all it makes yeah. me i mean it's the kind of thing where i would just watch out for the book shrapnel rachel <laughs> <laughs> it was like here's what it helped me understand when i was in china in 2001 or whatever it was they had a was it two it doesn't matter i was in china and they had um they had a I was, we were on the highway in some part of southern china and this car i'll never forget this this car that was more like an old truck covered in rags just pounds of rags got in an accident with a brand new Lexus and they had collided mid road and we had just gotten there when the accident had just occurred and everything was starting to slow down and we could see what was going on. The owner of the Lexus got out of the car and walked away. Just got out of the car, went really. Walked, oh, he did it. He just he took pulled off. a falling down. Yeah. He's he like, just, I'm out of here. He Where's my bat? He took off and the, the rag guy was nowhere to be seen either. And, this movie, a, a, a falling bunch of stuff in a, a in a in a library, is basic. What I would do is like the Lexus guy. I would have that right. happen, and I'd go, "Okay, now I have one of two options: I either meticulously go back and fix all this, or we just <laughs> nuke it from orbit. It's the only exactly. way to be sure. We just we were never here. Yeah. <laughs> and now I finally understand. Like last night, it dawned on me. I understand the guy in the Lexus finally after all these years because for the longest time I was like why would you just get up and leave well the circumstances are such at least they were then in that town in China that it was more cost effective for him to just walk away from the mess than it was to deal with it because there's no Not legally but sure more cost yeah. but they're but sure. they don't have good laws like the traffic laws don't exist there there's no like there it was a I, I got a bunch of this from the locals they were trying to explain to me why somebody would do that and it's finally made sense to me it's just too big a mess to deal with yeah and so yeah. go away just i'm going away. home so if i did the library disaster i'd walk away i couldn't yeah. do it just this library tomorrow. Tomorrow. <laughs> right exactly. and i know she probably you know you just have freaking stargate guy do it i guess but i was just like that oh those get that easily the most uncomfortable moment in the movie for me is that is that library I, scene i for yeah and for me it raises these things that i've experienced in my life and i'm sure we all have where you were responsible for something and then something bad happened and you didn't even know it like like i don't i don't know i i borrowed my brother-in-law's truck one time and there ended up being a dent on the roof Whoa. and i have no freaking Ooh. clue i have never figured out how there got to be a dent there and it's a it was a weird dent it looked like somebody like took a bat and climbed up into the back of the truck and then hit the top from the 
with a bat. Like it's just like the strangest Jeez. thing. Wow. Like it would have taken like if it something was you would have recognized, something right, you would yeah. have noticed. Happening. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. of course, of course, he saw it after I returned the truck and didn't see it. And I've just been mortified that I didn't. Now, like last week, I was getting a haircut. I have short hair now. And last week, I was getting a haircut. Whoa! And, wait. wait, let's not bury <laughs> and, the, the lead here. Burying the lead, Randy. And the and the. <laughs> The person cutting my hair is a really nice lady in Canada, amazing hairstylist. She she stands behind me for the first time and runs her fingers through my hair, and she goes, oh, what happened here? And I'm like, what? you tell me. Mm. And she goes, oh, well, there's just a spot where you where you cut a chunk real yeah. short. And I'm like, no. <laughs> and she goes, okay, well, maybe you had some like, gum in your hair. Do you remember that? <laughs> no. I could not, I cannot imagine how... I had a lock of hair that was cut really, really short. I don't. Maybe, maybe something's happened to me in the middle of the night. I don't know. Right. But it's that, that kind of thing just wears on me. I can't stop wondering oh, man. how right. did that happen. I know. You know uh, Sj does a little bit of uh, sleep trimming. Yeah, I guess. or the <laughs> little Will got a hold of somebody's shears. Who knows? Right. But I had. Uh, this is funny because. Uh, Ibit knows this. I had that those weird scratches across my belly. I couldn't oh, explain. Yeah, right. And I still no, don't that was, know. That was the alien abduction. Still don't. Yeah. Well, then the, that probe in my butt was the other proof that yeah, that happened. Yeah. But, right. Ooh, uh, by the way, when you said uh, there's uh, something with the roof, what'd you say? There was something with the roof. There's a dent in the roof. I, well, the roof. There's a hole in the roof. That's an old school one, man. Look at that. Yeah. Glad we got yeah. a chance to pull that up. Hey, did you know DiCaprio is supposed to get this role? It's true. He was wow. offered the role of Rick O'Connell. It's believed DiCaprio was said to have loved the script and wanted to be in the film. Uh, however, he had already uh, agreed to star in The Beach. Not a great movie. Uh, it's also been said that DiCaprio asked if The Beach could be delayed so he could film The Mummy. The producers refused. Uh, however, filming The Beach was delayed anyway and probably could have done it. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. You jackasses! Yeah. Uh, it's, I mean, this this trivia says it's also said to be believed like it's the yeah. least amount yes. of like that is the key phrase to look for in those imdb uh posts is it is said or it has been said like okay well then uh, many people say yeah many yeah, people right. say or lots of people many people said, tell me yeah. <laughs> it would have been a different tone though that is for sure yeah. with the uh, caprio would like in two in 99 oh that'd be totally different well he was what uh when was gilbert's great that's what i'm ate, thinking that's the, yeah it wasn't too uh somebody ate gilbert's grape that was the name yeah. of that yeah that's exactly right yes. gilbert grape hold on i'll never forget that movie because you know how you know it's a great name what they said in uh tropic thunder you're never supposed to go full r word right um and he did that movie oh that was 93 so it was a while back oh ooh, yeah yeah so, so what was he doing at that time then? Oh, the beach. Never mind. Yeah, he was, doing, he was doing the beach. Doing the beach. But <laughs> this would have been a time for him where, you know, he was four years off of uh, Titanic. Um, mm. So things were going good, but he was taking. About, about 10 years off from uh, the TV series. What was it? He was, he was on a TV oh, show. Uh, uh, Growing Pains? Growing Pains. That's it. Yeah. Shut All up. Right. He was on Growing Pains? No way. Yeah. yeah like he in was the, in the later they brought, him, brought him in as the cousin Oliver, basically, in the last yeah. uh, season. Oh, Oh, and then in 90, 95, he got the, that basketball diaries deal. Boy, he was a weird-looking kid back then. DiCaprio. Just <laughs> a weird-looking dude. Oh, uh, Romeo the, and Juliet, 96. He had a lot of work going on. He was busy. All right. I think The Beach was filmed in Hawaii, and I think this movie was filmed in Morocco, and I know which one I'd choose. Yeah. I think you're. I think it's a fair thing to do. Hey, he's in that new, uh, he's in that new Tarantino business. That'll be good. I'm excited about that. Anyway. 
uh, kind of over Tarantino now. Oh well, you might that might be good because this is probably going to be his last movie forever. I'm going to say I'm I'm waiting for him to you know to do something different. I'm waiting for he's him done. to be bad, and, and until he's bad, I still like him. Like I haven't, I haven't seen a bad Tarantino movie that I can think of. Well, hold on a minute, I probably you know, I'm probably forgetting something. You know who else I'm over? Who seems to only have one note, and it's a great note, but I'm I'm done with it. Richard Linklater. I don't need another Linklater mm. film. Mm-hmm. Mm. Maybe you need a Link Sooner film. <laughs> that was a good one. Um, hey, this is the <laughs> this is the first theatrical film to be broadcast on the WB Television Network. Oh, interesting. Yeah, this was their huh. big launch. For, I bet uh, they ran this thing twenty four seven. Yeah, it's probably how I remember seeing it. Maybe that's why Netflix has never gotten it. Maybe they felt like it got overplayed. Right. Maybe I don't remember that much, but I just. I think this is probably my fifth viewing of this. Most of it was on DVD. Um, right. And then I saw it in theaters when it came out. But uh, apparently, yeah, the WB, that was their big launch full feature film deal that they got to show, which feels right. You know, young people doing young people things over there. Mm-hmm. Seems about right. Uh, Arnold Vosloo and Oded Ferrer. Ferrer. These are the two guys I think look alike. Uh, this is the fun thing about those two. They have both played Mossad officers in the TV crime series NCIS and were also warlocks, both of them, on Charmed. And in real life. And in real life. <laughs> real life warlocks. And you, yeah. Boy, do you think uh, Arnold Vosloo's like buff nature and his, I'm saying it again, Egyptian pit bull status um, <laughs> comes from the name that he grew up with the name Arnold? <laughs> Maybe, right, right. yeah. He was like overcompensated. Hey, mechanism, yeah. <laughs> and Maybe. by the way, you weren't confusing him for Oded Fair. Oded Fair is the drop dead gorgeous young man who is the leader of the defenders of the town. I'm not going to try to pronounce. Yeah, no, uh, that's him. You're you're yeah. you're talking about Vaslu and Eric Avari. Oh no, surely no. It's Oded Fair who I think looks like him. They look a lot alike. It just. Like when I see Oded on some show, I watched him recently on something Kim watched. She binged through this uh, thing that's not on anymore, and I don't remember the name of it. Inside, know, inside connector. I don't know what it was, but it was some <laughs> regular crime deal. And he was a he oh, was a yeah. Mossad agent that would came and was helping the CIA do something. And it, as soon as he came on screen, I went, "Is that Arnold Foslu? What's he doing in this? Oh no, no, no! It's the other guy." I just get them confused. So, hmm. Oded Fair is the most attractive human being in this film. It's kind of, <laughs> it's kind of hard to believe. He's like he does kind of have a little bit too much makeup on in every shot of his face, but it's just like, wow. He's a beautiful person. Talking about the tattoos and stuff under his eyes. Yeah, <laughs> it's makeup. Yeah, it is makeup, right? Yeah, yeah. it is. But, but you're not referring to that as too much makeup. Maybe. Well, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> I'm just saying his like. He's like this. He's just an absolutely gorgeous man. He's and a of beautiful course, man. Yeah. Um, he is. He does not go on to be on the TV show Lost. That's a different actor. Yeah, different dude. Um, that guy oh, you're is about the guy who played Saeed? Yeah, yeah, whatever. Or Saeed. Not Saeed. I was thinking of Bean Fork. Sometimes reminds me of these two guys too. And it's not exactly oh, a really? match, but huh. Bean Fork looks like this guy. I'm going to go learn more about Saeed. This is the second time in the last couple of weeks we've said he looked like another actor. That man needs his own identity in my mind. Well, Saeed, okay, I don't do think it. he looks like Saeed at all, so I'm with you there, Dunaway. He, mm, he, yeah. uh, he's actually Indian descent, not uh, Iraqi. Naveen, Naveen Andrews is that guy. Yeah. Ah, there you go. Yeah, he's cool. He's, what's he doing he now? 
What else is he doing? You know he's got talent. God, he was in everything for a while in the uh, yeah, the mid two thousands. Yeah, nothing. Uh, he was in Sense Eight. He did a voice in Far Cry Four. Yeah. He was in uh, Sense Eight. Was Sinbad. just people doing it mostly. By the way. Yeah, it was people doing it. Yeah. Yep. A lot of doing it. <laughs> that movie, that uh, show Grindhouse. could have been really cool, except they only spent five minutes oh, on the story. In, he was in Planet, Planet Terror. He was in the Planet Terror, yeah. Oh, in Grindhouse. Ooh. Oh, that's cool. But that would have been pre-lost, right? I just... No, I, 2007. Oh. Yeah, that I was just, post, post-lost. Okay. All right. I just well, wanted during, to... Uh, during Lost. During actually. Lost, Sorry, yeah. go ahead. Sorry, go ahead, Randy. I want to agree okay. with you that Sunsight is kind of porny, but it is also very <laughs> realistic in that regard. Like, it is like... It is like someone honestly asked the question what would happen if a bunch of people got like supernaturally mentally connected that is what they would do that's all they would i do. guess they like, would it is a- sure but I, what i want in my tv dramas is some story and what we got was like sure. five minutes of story and then doing it <laughs> then doing it every episode and it bummed me out because the premise was cool and i would have oh, liked to speaking of speaking of doing it isn't this weekend uh game of thrones yeah it is yeah <laughs> i have a, i have a prediction about that i don't they have not been very sexual for years now but the first three seasons everyone's wieners out constantly so i think that this season is going to be Either either they're going to bring some of that back or they're just going to ignore it completely and focus entirely on res- resolution of everything. I don't think there's going to be any naked people this year. There's no time for sex. Yeah, because last year, or last season rather, nothing. No nakedy, nothing. Hardly, I don't just, think. Just, uh, just terrible tension between, uh, between Snow and Daenerys. Well, and they ended up doing it at the end, right? So, yeah, with Tyrion right outside listening yeah, like a creep. That worked out well. <laughs> Nothing you want more than your. I've been revisiting my favorite episodes leading up to this, and yeah. uh, I like it's hard to it's hard to think of a time when more people were more aligned on this shared experience where we don't know what's going to happen. Yeah, like it's hard. I can't even. I don't even know what to compare it to. Yeah. It is global. Yes, yeah. what it, is about to happen? And we don't have a. We don't even have a fifth. Or, sorry, is it sixth book? Sixth book to no, no, uh, no book compare. To yeah. Roughly have it based on. Yeah. yeah, we don't. It's all done. It's all new. We don't know. Oh. It, well, it definitely doesn't compare to the mummy. I mean, well, what does really? Right. <laughs> Did you know uh, my final bit of trivia here? George Romero was uh, originally making this film, and it was supposed to be all serious and very George Romero, Night of the Living Dead. I would, I would watch that though. That would be who better. They yanked, they yanked it out of his hands. They walked up to him, and he was standing there in his in his ninety inch glasses, and they right. said, "Listen, George, not you, buddy." And they wiped, right. swiped it. Too much like zombies. Get it, out. Gave it to Stephen Summers, who, by the way, has never quite lived up to this, in my opinion. Stephen Summers makes some fun action movies, but his GI Joe stuff and really everything else, none of it has stood up to this. I don't think this may have been a high it's point because they all lack Brendan Fraser. Well, but he's <laughs> yeah, but even his sequel to this is not great. Like we haven't even talked about that. The sequel to the Mummy: no. The Mummy Returns, well, not the great. Sequels, because I mean, I guess they had the spinoffs too. The Mummy, the the Scorpion King stuff. Oh, true. Mm. I forgot about that. <laughs> Probably on purpose. But like, yeah. He let's see. We let's see if we've seen anything else from him. Okay, so he did. I like the Jungle Book personally. I think that mm-hmm. movie's great. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. The Mummy: The Mummy Returns, not good. I think. I I still had fun. I don't like it. Uh, Van Helsing, uh, he directed Van Helsing. We've seen that, and that was not great. Uh, Revenge of the Mummy, The Ride. Don't know what that is. Oh, it's a short film. Yeah, it sounds 
the yeah. ride is is oh, that not right. is that not is that not <laughs> the at universal is it's, that it's a universal, universal. And I oh, say, it oh. is one of the most fun roller coaster rides that i've been on because about three quarters of the way through the ride or what you think is about three quarters of the way through the ride it's a roller coaster deal the uh the roller coaster stops and goes backwards all the way through the entire ride yeah that sounds all right <laughs> Awesome. Yeah. Okay. Great. That's cool. He also okay. So I'm just seeing what Mummy Returns did on the reviews. Yeah, it's just reviewed poorly compared to the first one. But anyway, the uh, the other one is Odd Thomas, which everyone tells me I I might oh, like. Yeah. Oh, it's a Stephen King. Oh, is it? I don't know. Yeah, that's isn't King. it? Isn't that? Isn't Odd Thomas? Or not? Uh, uh, no, no, no. It's the other guy. Young adult. Yeah. Stephen Koontz. Oh, is it? Yeah. Okay. Anton yeah. Yelchin is on as Odd Thomas, and yes, yeah, he, it's based on a. Still the most based on a Dean Koontz. Still the most tragic oh. death in recent memory. I hate it. I hate mm. that he died. Oh yeah. He was just getting started, man. He was 27 yeah. for freak's sakes. He had so much ahead of him, so much to do. And I can, I'm, Carter's watching uh, Troll Hunters again, and the first two seasons are him, and a whole season had been pre-recorded right before his death, so they got the full season. But hearing him talk, I'm just like, gosh dang it, that's not fair. How can mm. you have? Why can't an a-hole in Hollywood die? So that he can live. <laughs> Anton Yelchin can live. Yeah. And by all accounts, he was like the nicest dude and he was super mm -hmm. talented. I loved him in that Terminator we watched. He was great in that. Well, and it's also the the moment of his death that's so, it was so preventable and avoidable and yeah. it's so stupid, right. you know? Ugh. I hate it. It's just senseless. I hate it. Just makes me mad. And I, don't, I don't usually get this way about yeah, accidental right. deaths and stuff, but this one just really runs, yeah. rubs my cheese. Um, all right. Uh, let's see. I wrote in here. Um, let's see. Uh, uh, oh, uh, nope. Oh, I know what it was. <laughs> if I were them and I had just done what I'd seen happen in the side of the tombs with the cowboy people, uh, <laughs> I, <laughs> they were barely, they're, they're almost our chicks in the bucket, but they were around enough that work. we kind of saw. But um, if you open a, a stone door and copious amounts of something called salt acid flies out of it yeah. <laughs> oh right the i would be i would be terrified of all the doors from then forward mm -hmm. right yeah. i wouldn't right. just go up to that box and go all right let me add it like no you just watch five people melt from something called yeah. ancient salt acid yeah. you dumb shits <laughs> do you want to go go open that other one yeah no uh so ah, okay. go, you go do it yourself i'm yeah. gonna go outside and <laughs> i mean i don't know how insensitive this is but it was always just like one of the not slave dudes but just like modern no, sherpa they were, guys they were the disposable they were the red shirts basically yeah, yeah. and they're always Arab guys and stuff yeah sorry i did like the uh the follow-up on that uh i guess it was it was it was the nerdy kind of american with the glasses i guess supposed to be representing that and uh where uh Imhotep was was after all of his body parts. He oh, kept, took his tongue, his eyes. Let yeah. me take your eyes. Let me take your tongue. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Let me take your skin. Yeah. Right. Just yeah. going around that, and picking and choosing was, what he wants. Yeah. yeah, and that was really a lot like the the old Universal Mummy, where you would just like uh, you were cursed, yeah. and you couldn't get away from it. It would just follow you wherever you went. Yep. And then getting his getting your life force sucked out of you, like leaving you yeah. like a dry husk. That stuff's crazy. Uh, also, I wrote here, why are guys with torches afraid of a guy with a torch? <laughs> so there was that scene where they're like zombies, I guess, or whatever. They're all right. under the control of Imhotep, and they all have like freaking whatever skin problem they have. And, <laughs> and they're crowding around them, and all of them have a torch. They all have a torch. 
yet they're terrified of Brendan Fraser's torch. Yeah, like tor- oh. he's swinging it around, or, or his scream, one of the two. Yeah, I was gonna say the scream is what really yeah. this movie is all about. Your so. war cry has power, or it doesn't. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> Would you? But are there any chicks in the bucket that? Did we? Is there anyone in this where like, man, you were only there for five minutes? We never heard. No, from you this again. this movie was really tight about only introducing characters that it wanted to use later and abuse later. Yeah. It's right. been about yeah, a week, the... but I can't remember if Eric Avari ever showed back up. Did he show back yes. up at the end? Okay. Wait, Eric Avari. Not at the end. No, he his his final thing is before the big before the big third act. Right. Mm-hmm. He okay. he is the guy who gives you all the explanation you need to oh. carry on and finish the adventure. Oh, oh that's yeah. right, because yeah. he gave the yeah. plague yeah, report, told... didn't he? Yeah, he yeah. goes full he yeah. goes full Obi Wan at that point and exposes that he knows all this shit, and then he uses the sword and attacks a bunch of dudes, and then doesn't he get he gets overwhelmed and killed, right? I think that's right. Yeah. yeah. I remember thinking, you're stupid, is what I thought. Because <laughs> you could have gotten out of there. He was just too busy still swinging, even though there was the window of opportunity to jump down the hatch, and he didn't. He that's didn't right, it. yes. Yeah, that was dumb. Uh, and also, Oded Ferrer's uh, Ardeth Bay character, his, uh, you know, the protector Black Rider guy. Right. Him going in and saying, run for yourselves. And he threw a grenade, yes. uh, old timey grenade and blew up the thing that they, they did a lousy job of explaining how he got out of that. Like he shows up yeah. later on a horse and everything's fine. What the hell? Well, they, yeah, but you don't see him die. You see him going down a tunnel and sort of like, you see the explosion coming from the side to kill a bunch of zombies. And it's like, you know, they, that he's going to be okay later because they didn't show him die or get overwhelmed or whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, that's true. It's, it, was, it was really tropey, mm. that, that uh, death that isn't even close to death, so you know he's alive. I kind of want his story, like mm-hmm. that character yeah. and their people. And, and the rest of the Magi and stuff. Yeah, I thought that was he's a really cool, yeah. really interesting and protector. May, and maybe the, the Rock ones, the Scorpion King stuff, maybe that got into that group more. I don't know, but he was only ever right. in Returns. He, he does show up for the sequel, but... Um, and he's in those Resident Evil movies. Yeah, this guy's boy. He's working though. Look at his IMDb. <laughs> he's doing. He's all over the place. <laughs> he's tired just looking at it. TV series, voice work, a uh, bunch of Batman stuff, Law and Order. Everyone's in Law and Order, so that's fine. Blacklist right now. I guess he's in the Blacklist. Young Is Justice. Still, I thought that ended. No, no, still going. Still going. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know yeah, if they're in there. Yeah. F- there was some news about something big on there. Maybe, maybe they're maybe in there. This final. is their final season or something. Could be. But they've only yeah. been on the air since 2015. So it's a you know, five year run. It's about right. Anyway. Ah, it feels like it's been on longer. I know it does. And you know what my impression? I've never seen the show yet. I, I kind of want to, but I never have. My impression of that show is <laughs> all I think about when I picture it is, is him in a chair. I just picture James Spader uh, in a chair. The marketing is. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's all it is. In, in a stupid a hat. Spader in a chair for an let hour. Me, let yeah. me talk to you laying back. Okay, now I'm going to lay to the side. Yeah. Talk to you some more. <laughs> now I'm going to lean forward. I'm really serious. He just looks like that Memorex guy or or whatever the commercial was. <laughs> the Maxell guy. Maxell guy, yeah. Right. With the sound overwhelming him. That's yeah, just sitting there with a dumb hat. That's my impression of that show. Guy in a that's dumb funny. hat. The Blacklist. Check it out. Fridays. The blacklist guy in a dumb hat. <laughs> um, hey, I, I know what I don't know what gross got out the most, but I have a guess at what freaks got out the most. Give it, give it. It's all the stretchy mouth, open mouth uh, <laughs> stuff in this film. I really don't like it. Like yeah. it really gives me the willies. Um, 
in every movie, even even when it's like clearly CG and kind of not aging well and all that. Still don't like it. I don't like when someone's mouth opens wider than it should. And you know what's even worse than this movie? At least this movie was like overt. It was like, brah. Yeah. But in yeah. some movies, they just do it a little to give you that yes. that uncanny kind of, what's going on there feeling. I hate right. it. Where it's like, oh, are they doing it? Or does that person, can they really do that with their mouth? Oh, I don't know, but it's freaking me out. I don't like it. And then when flies come out, you're just making it worse. Oh. Uh, wait for <laughs> wait till we watch Legion. Oh yeah, right. Legion. We gotta watch Legion. It's, it's like it's like two hours of of mouth open. <laughs> ah, see, and that, I think that I think that that's the point where if you do it too much, it completely lessens the effect. So it's like, oh, all right, another mouth wide open. Great, mm-hmm. all right, terrific. Yeah, I'm trying to think of some well, examples of what the movies that freak me out more even than this, but this is pretty good at you know those are it's yeah. un it's it's not cool. It's just not cool they, to do it. I don't like it. Quit doing it, movies. They do have a ton of um, Lawnmower Man effect kind of stuff, like the the big cloud, and then you see Arnold Vosloo's face in the clouds going over mm-hmm. it, and yeah. and the water uh, that's supposed to look like water, but just kind of looks like CGI. Yeah, uh, we're better know. at all that shit now. It's we not. Are, yeah, it, the it's, it's particle not fair effects. to completely rip on it for that, but. Yeah, particle right, effects yeah. and all that stuff has gotten so much better. Like procedural uh, particle mm-hmm. effect type effects are so much better now. And back then they were just like, this looks like Nintendo, but that's as best as we got. You know, they just didn't look great. <laughs> but some of it still was held there, up. Like there were some lighting techniques on the when he was in zombie form inside the tombs that I went, oh, that's all right. That looks is good now. And the fighting with the other when he was punching the other zombies. um, to get out of there that looked all right some of that fighting looked good you know i don't know was the uh was there a thing that grossed you out the most yeah it was um when he kisses rachel vice in bed and his face gets all uh necro do you know when he leans it's right before he gets scared with the cat so, oh right, right, right so he okay. comes into her bedroom right. and she's sleeping and he mm-hmm. starts mumbling about how she's his queen or whatever and he's almost fully formed now, but he's not quite there. And he leans in and kisses her, and it's fine at first, except then his face just goes necro. And there's something about that effect that just is. Ugh. Yeah, for me, it was when uh, when they first get their renta camels, and one of the camels, a really well trained and well handled creature, puts his mouth right next to brendan fraser's mouth like they are they are an inch apart and i'm just thinking man, <laughs> yeah, yeah. brendan fraser is just huffing camel camel wind like it's just Ugh. it's just oh. huffing camel wind <laughs> and camels, you know camels are not known for having deliciously fresh breath no no in fact i'm yeah. just gonna go out on a limb and say of all the galloping four-legged animals i'm thinking it's <laughs> they, i'm thinking yeah, it's right they, up they there seem to have they always seem to have rough looking mouths, don't they? Oh yeah, dude, slobbering and going or whatever sounds they make—they're horrifying. They sound like my dog, which I will demonstrate later. Uh, speaking of which, <laughs> let's do that. You guys want to hear some uh, some clippies? Some clips, yeah. yeah. All right, here we go. Then let's dive right into this one. This is our—I uh, don't know what this is. I'll just play it. Look at this. Oh, <laughs> it was him being upset about the. My domino laid out library. (laughs) My library of dominoes. Here's more of it. This is him complaining. Sons of the pharaohs! Give me frogs! Flies! Locusts! Anything but you! 
foreshadowing. Do the other plagues were a joy. Yeah, lots of foreshadowing. Yeah, but you know what they don't do though is they set her up to be kind of a klutz in that, mm-hmm. and they really don't go further. Like you'd think that maybe she saves the day by like bumping into the wrong thing or knocking over. Well, I thought for sure. I don't know if it was a rewrite. It, it felt like there was a story thread there they never addressed. Uh, her and her brother lost her their parents very early on, and one of the reasons why she was a librarian was. I thought possibly motivated so that she could get to the book of the dead, which she does eventually. And I thought she was going to try to bring back her parents or something, but it felt like that thread just, mm. and just never really appeared. Pretty sure by the way, the guy that plays his brother, I'm pretty sure we've all seen his ween. He was in, um, <laughs> he was in, uh, what, uh, the, um, Spartacus TV thing that's, mm. that was on stars all those years. And, um, him and, and three of nine, or whatever her name was from BSG. I can't think of anyone's name. Uh, the the Australian actress, or maybe she's from New Zealand, that played Xena, Warrior <laughs> Princess. What's her name? There's so there's so much misinformation in everything yeah, you just great. said. <laughs> everything everything you just said is wrong. Who played Who played Xena? Who played Xena, Warrior Princess? Why can't I think of her name? Anyway, the main lead actress, yeah. Lucy Law, Lu- Lu- Lucy Lawless. Lawless. There you go. Lucy Lawless. So yeah. her, her, and and the Lou Lossless, <laughs> Lou Lossless. Her and uh, he has, she has really good sound. If she's Lossless, anyway, yes. her, her, and the brother from this were the kind of baddies in in Spartacus, and she was always showing herself off, and that's fine. But he, I want to say a couple of times he flopped his doodle out. And I remember thinking, oh, the mummy, dude. I remember you from the mummy. Right. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, <clears throat> here's uh, something. I don't know what this is either. Many men have wasted their lives in the foolish pursuit of Hamanatra. No one's ever found it. Most Hamanatra. have never returned. Mm. Like when he, he burned their mat or their uh, map like a dick. He's like. Oh, whoops! Did I burn it? I'm so sorry. Probably better. Probably for the best. Whoops, yeah. <laughs> dude! He's he burns. He destroys this priceless artifact so casually, yeah, I, I was, and I then was it almost, just kind of. Yeah, I I was expecting to be part of the magi. I really assumed that he was like mm-hmm. the lead magi. Well, he kind of oh, was, was uh, in the end, right? Yeah. Working undercover, kind of protecting. He kind of yeah. was. By the time he showed up, he was that. He was like a. Mr. He knew it all. I mean, there were, that actually answered this question or this whole reason why I was being a dick about burning it was because he was like, we can't go there, but I can't let on that I know all the reasons why and like all the super, supernatural right. reasons why. I thought it would have helped a lot, actually, if it had just said something. Mm-hmm. Like, that shit's real and you're all going to die, so don't go there. So maybe just let's not do that. Let's yeah, do something else. Let's do yeah, something else. Explain why he was all hung up on the plagues and everything else. It would have been a lot of story thread tying up for me. Yeah, let's go after the Ark of the Covenant, he should have said. <laughs> All right. Uh, it's a what's this? Oh, it's a great yell or sound thing that the uh, Iraqi or uh, Iranian British guy's name who I never remember oh, yeah, him yelling. Yeah. So here's a great little thing. <laughs> I don't remember. What it was. I'm pretty so sure. I, I'm pretty sure I make that sound when I get in the shower and then turn on the water. You know that one. <laughs> You know, sometimes, Lego. Uh, yeah. Sometimes you have to you have to get in and then turn on the water. You know, mm-hmm. it sounds similar to my scream whenever I uh, whenever I take uh, like a muffin pan out of the oven and I put it down and then I take the glove off and then I pick the muffin pan up again. I'm like, oh, why God. did I just do that? Yeah. Yeah. Burn. Here's uh, Brendan Fraser talking. Here you go. 
Lady, let me put it this way. My whole damn garrison believed in this so much that without orders, they marched halfway across Libya and into Egypt to find that city. And when we got there, all we found was sand and blood. Something about his voice is weird, familiar, like someone else that I can't place. Can't put my finger on it. But every time I hear him talk, play, lady, play it let again me put it this me. way. I wasn't, my I wasn't whole damn garrison way. believed in this so much that without orders, they marched halfway across Libya and into Egypt to find yeah, that city. I know it is. And when we got I to Tom, too. It's Tom Selleck. Oh, sorry. oh no, my I, gosh, I, it's Tom Selleck. Yeah. <laughs> a little bit. Yeah. I was hearing uh, Mag, a little. That's uh, Magnum PI. Yeah. Dermot Mulroney in there, too. Yeah. What, what'd you have, that? Randy? Yeah, Randy. I think I got a. I think I got a better one, and I want you to play it again so I can. <laughs> I can say it. All right, here's some more. Without orders, they marched halfway across Libya and into Egypt to find that city. And when we got there, all it's the when we got there is very it's, Magnum PI. It's it's Zach from Saved by the Bell for me. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Are you dead talking on. Mark Paul Gosselier? Yeah, dead on Zach from Saved by the Bell. Wow. All right, I'll go with that. Very, uh, I'm uh, Team Johnson away or whatever we call ourselves. <laughs> um, all right, this guy is funny. I think I'll kill you. <laughs> think of my children. You don't have any children. Someday I might. Shut up. <laughs> He's such a little weasel. Think of my children. Someday I might. Tell, uh, tell you, uh, uh, who did I say earlier? Kevin uh, Connor. Sam Rockwell. Oh. Sam Rockwell oh. just would nail that. He would be so amazing at that. Yeah. He's he, he's totally that guy in so many movies. He was totally also right. in uh, Van Helsing, apparently. Oh, oh the little weasel guy? Another this connection, guy? yeah. Oh, that's cool. I also want to say he was in um, something I saw recently. I looked it up last <laughs> night. I can't find it now. He was uh, in the Blacklist. Is that what you're looking No, <laughs> it's not Black. Oh, he's also in Blacklist? Look at all these people. Yeah, he's also in the Blacklist. That's, what episode? So, like, just uh, That's fantastic. But he was Igor in Van Helsing, so Kevin very Joe prominent Connor. at the beginning there. He looks like such a nice guy in his IMDb photo, but he's such a he weasel does. in his movies. Yeah. Uh, let's see. I'm going to tell you if I th- think it's what I thought it was. Nope. Oh, 11-22-63. That's what I remember oh, him as. Okay. He's the yellow card man. Okay. He was great in that. All right. Now I know. All right. Yeah, hmm. that was cool. Well, it's a better book mm-hmm. than series, but still okay. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, this sounds like my dog Boomer. It's the it's one of the camels, and I'm telling you, these are the noises my dog makes. Here you go. She sounds just like that, like a tauntaun mixed with a freaking camel. <laughs> Don't understand it's it. It's such a specific sound. It's very. If you could hear, her, I got to set up a mic and get the actual dog sound so I can prove it. But it's just like that. It's so weird. All right, here's your Dora the Explorer moment in the movie oh here you go yeah. i'm the map i'm the map <laughs> i saw the same thing too. like i wrote it in my notes i'm the map i'm, I'm the map, map. I'm yeah the any map. of us with kids who grew up anywhere near the early age. aughts yeah, yeah. Just yeah. The here's, here's the thing uh dora the explorer has a horrible effect on children and i've seen it in my kid and every single one of his peers okay and that is for years and years that things they they start to say things with a question, mm. and it drives me batty. They you know <laughs> that's funny. They, I hadn't like, thought about that. You know, like like do do you know what this is? And like, <laughs> it's like, are you patronizing me? <laughs> yeah, and it's like, okay, yeah, that's how Dora talks. But it's like, oh my god, I don't want that. 
I like I want them to get the education without the habit. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Wait until he's 16. <laughs> can, can I have the car keys? <laughs> do you know where you're going? I'm the map. I'm the map. You can do I'm that the whole map. thing. Yeah. I'm the map. No swiping. Map. Yeah, swiper. No swiping. There you go. Swiper. swiper. No swiping. Yeah, wipe from the front to back. Wait, that's a different thing. All right. <laughs> Here's uh, uh that guy from our thing in the beginning, but I just want to play it again. It looks to me like I've got all the horses. <laughs> He's so good. <laughs> And then you get the response. Looks to me like you're on the wrong side of the river. <laughs> I mean, that could have been dumb, but it's funny. It's actually but, funny. I get a sore throat just listening to that scene. Yeah, it's pretty hoarse. Actually, that was the scene where Rachel Weiss was digitally painted to me not see through. So, right, right. Yeah. Otherwise, she's transparent. Uh, right yeah, you can see right through her. Uh, here's uh, the the weirdest yell we've had on Film Sock in a while, so I captured it. Here you go. There you go. <laughs> I don't know what that... I think it was, again, what's his roly-poly yelling? And, uh, I think he was excited. It wasn't actually... Oh, hurt. yeah, yeah, when he was going through the back alleys of the, of the pyramid. Yeah, he was stoked. <laughs> oh, I know why, because he had just found the scarabs that were actual um, jewels and stuff on the walls. Oh, which I think set the scarabs loose, right? Was yes, that it did. Okay, that was to, that was supposed to take it as that. All right. I thought it was just uh, just the you know just once it once it buried made the ones that uh, attacked him alive, but it brought out all of them. I don't know. It just seemed like I don't, from then no. On, I think I think all of them released later, right? But the one he had killed him. Yeah, I don't remember when the river the river of scarabs started. I don't remember what turned that on, but yeah. They were, Ooh, that they're, stuff does freak me out. I know. That was a good special effect. Yeah, I agree. And when it just like, like when they cover swarms of things. Me either, dude. That and the locusts freaking F it all. F it. Yeah. Yep. Swarms of things bother me yep. tremendously. Like Done. bees. I don't want bees. I don't want swarms no. of anything. Locusts, no. Ants. Millions of bees. I don't want millions of bees. I don't even want I don't even want tens of bees. <laughs> Too many bees. <laughs> tens of bees. <laughs> I don't even want one of bee. I don't want one one no. bee. <laughs> one of no. B. <laughs> I don't even want Ant B. That's how serious I am about no bees. <laughs> All right. Uh, here's sti- oh, this is a line everyone seems to remember. I got this on Twitter a lot overnight. So here's this. He's still, still juicy. juicy. Yes. Juicy. Uh, juicy yeah. mummy. Mm. Mm. He's kind of gooey still. Yes. And then finally, and also a sad character, I think. This guy. I'm the last from the Royal Air Corps still stationed out here, you know. What? Oh. Some bloody idiot spilt his drink. <laughs> All the other ladders died in the sky and were buried in the sand. Good chaps, every one of them. Too. Oh, I didn't realize he was foreshadowing his own death. Die in the sky yeah, and buried old, in the sand. Yeah. He's such a he's such a trope though. He's like the you know, British, like the, good boy, yes. <laughs> and and also also the one guy who's still fighting the war and Living this this weird combination of luxury, but in the sand, you know. Yeah, I love him though. He's he's got lots of Disney cred. He was in Bedknobs and Broomsticks. He was in those Rescuers movies, both Down Under and the original. Um, he was on oh gosh, he's on Riptide. So hey, it, it, there you go. Uh, but uh, but just uh, one of those actors that just showed up in everything. I was on a Mash episode. I remember once. Um. Hmm. He's just great. I love him. And he just died like three years ago. So Yeah, he did, didn't he? Yeah. Eighty nine years old. 
Uh, Man, you're talking about Riptide. Just reminded me that I saw uh, Joe Penny last night in a 2020 episode. Oh, I was going to say with the mall or at the Walmart or something, but no, in a show. Right. It's like, what is Joe Penny doing in a local South Carolina mall? No, no, it was the it was the episode where uh, remember uh, the actress from My Sister Sam, yeah. the one that got uh, killed from the, by the stalker. Oh yeah, yeah was, right. Yeah, he, he had he had been doing some. Uh, Joe Penny had had co-hosted some parade stuff with her, and I was like, oh, Riptide, hmm. and now I've been jonesing for Riptide ever since. I'm looking at him right now. How's he doing? Oh, he looks great. Yeah, Joe Penny still looks good. Yeah, jeez, Joe Penny. A penny for your thoughts on how you stay so young. <laughs> All right. Uh, that's it for clips. The rest of the movie is just a lot of yelling, so there's not a lot of great lines. It, to, it, uh, really, it really is like um, every shot that they could keep in yeah. that in that extended action sequence for the last, I don't know, hour. Yeah. It's like it, it. there's parts where I'm just like, hmm. They could have cut that, but I see why they kept it. It looked real fun. <laughs> yeah, uh, you reminded me of action movies and how Edgar Wright said this week that uh, the the filmmaker Edgar Wright says that uh, Mad Max Fury Road is the greatest action film of all time. Just throwing that sure. out there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, and I agree with him. All right, I'm gonna play this now. It's the film sack checklist. Best Weasley turncoat ever. Check. He really might be for me. Uh, yeah. Candyman should go home and get food. <laughs> or no, get good is what I meant. Get good. Oh. I don't know what they... Oh, because he throws flies out of his face. It was or late. Get food. It was late last night. Uh, anyway, uh, let's see. Always eat your own scarab beetles. Check. Uh, Trek Connection, we got a couple here. Jim Templar, who played a soldier in this on Enterprise, played a Zindi reptilian in the episode Carpenter Street. And Eric Avari we've talked about dr terrence bay has been in the next generation ds9 and enterprise as various characters so eric avari all up in your star trek for sure we've just in fact we just talked about that last time he was uh on the show what was that stargate there you go hmm. uh soundtrack great i'm gonna give it a pg for pretty good i think it does what it's supposed to do oh yeah yeah especially for the time i mean granted it's not 2018 level special effects but it certainly is what we were enjoying in 1999 right it won awards right what it was nominated for best sound at the academy awards um and i think it did win some other awards i was just looking at the oscars but right right you said you said special effects i thought we were talking about music one for music or something i'm sorry i got confused uh, yeah yeah. for sound oh okay okay which is more like sound mixing or something I don't know who made Brandy. You probably got this dude in your library. You always have everybody. Who is it? Do you know who it is? Oh, this dude. Hold on. Sorry. Oh, I, I was just I was just going with you. Whatever you were gonna say. Yeah. Hold on. Uh, because you always like to talk about this a little bit, the music stuff, and I can't find it. Yeah. Um, Do I? Oh, it's it's so okay. So, uh, Jerry Goldsmith gets the gets the credit for the composition on this thing. Man, it's um, been around a long time in our sh- in the movies we cover. That's crazy. Yeah, 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 yeah. The uh, you know uh. 75 year career or something like yeah. cra- crazy amount of stuff mm-hmm. um for me I, when i when i look at like the jerry goldsmith stuff uh i just can't get over how how much i have returned to his sort of like bad action films of a certain decade and it's like total recall and we saw congo for film sack and 
that's a really that's a surprisingly good score uh yeah this is a this is a oscar winning uh composer but a lot of his best stuff for me is sort of like also ran music yeah yeah well it did, did the job here oh i forgot about airheads i want to watch airheads oh yeah good just noticed that in there um it's, it's funny to get like a movie where uh brendan frazier and uh uh, Buscemi are this are roughly the same age. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Buscemi's just they don't seem like it. Yeah. B- Buscemi, Buscemi just looks like he was born at fifty nine. He does. Yeah, just always going to be there. Shot him in the face, all that stuff. Right. Uh, all right. What else is happening? Oh, it's time for it's time for you guys to do the Twitter post. This is where you sum it up in two hundred and eighty characters or less, as is the rule. And we start with Randy, the Mummy. It went on too long it was a it was a fun experience but it just seemed to last forever like the the people involved didn't know when to stop mm. just like saturday night at Everton. Ah! I, was, ah! I was ready for it this time ah, that's pretty good i didn't see it coming no i didn't either but it's starting to get into my everyday just like a saturday night at <laughs> <laughs> i've started to incorporate this in other parts of my life and i'm not happy with it but it keeps coming up so anytime anyone <laughs> says something like that you know, the old thing was to say, that's what she said. Her, her, her. Yeah. But now right. the joke is just like a night, just a like Saturday, Saturday night at house. Yeah. Yes. Well done. Um, done away. No, thank you. The mummy. Like reading from the book of the dead. No, don't read from the book of the dead. Watch the movie instead. It's still juicy. Yeah. By the way, <laughs> he couldn't have been more clumsy by dropping that thing in that, in that goo. Idiot. Like, how hard yeah. is it to hold Trip. that book? Trip, whoops. You know what? I could have opened that thing with, like, a screwdriver. I don't need that special star key thing. Come no. on now. No, no. Definitely do not. Uh, finally, Brian Ibbett. The mummy. What a bunch of scaredy cats. <laughs> <laughs> because the cats were... Because ho- the cats yeah. were scared yeah. by the cats. Yeah, they're scared, you know, by the kitties. That's what the way the deal was back then. Alternate. The cats were not too fond of the of the mummies either. No, no, they weren't. I thought they worshipped cats. Well, I did too. That's my understanding is they worship cats, but then I see these portrayals where they're afraid of them. So maybe I'm missing the memo on this. I, yeah, I think they do worship cats, but he was he was the accursed. So uh, it was it was bad. Oh, uh, okay. okay. All right. All right. Oh, so the cats. So the, so the, for so the rest the, of the movie. <laughs> so a proper pharaoh loves a pharaoh pharaoh pharaoh. Pharaoh. Uh, Pharaoh loves cats, but cats are not beloved by the cursed. That makes sense. I, I get Pharaoh it. Pharaoh Fawcett. Pharaoh Fawcett. <laughs> oh man, with her with her nipply seventies uh, poster. All right, check <laughs> check this out. Uh, alternate titles just handed to me. Beetlemania. <laughs> I was almost called <laughs> Beetlemania. Uh, and then finally, it was nearly called Benny and the Immo Immoteps. <laughs> oh, that rolled right off the tongue in an improper way, but. <laughs> Benny and the Motep. See, you know where I was going. I see where you're going. Exactly. All right, we're doing rapid fire emails today. I got three of them because I want to just tear through these and get them out. Uh, This first one came to us. All of these came to us at filmsack at gmail.com. First one's from Kent, who says, I just wanted to shoot you a quick email and say how much I have really enjoyed all of your content over the years. I initially discovered the instance during my uh, playing through World of Warcraft Wrath of the Lich King expansion. That would have been Randy time. Uh, And have been hooked on frog pants ever since. My favorite show by far is Film Sack. Being a huge movie buff myself, I totally appreciate hearing the brutally honest thoughts and opinions about Hollywood's good, bad, and ugliest films. You guys have... That's a great way of describing us. Finally, somebody gets it. 
Uh, <laughs> ten years in, with finally someone understands this. Good, bad, and the ugliest films. I yep. like it. You guys have brought endless entertainment uh, to me every day on my commutes and so on, and I look forward to e- to it each and every week. With that being said, I have a few suggestions for possible movies that perfectly fit the criteria for sackable films. You guys have covered a lot of John Carpenter films so far, but I would absolutely love an episode for one of my favorites, Christine. Additionally, oh. it would be awesome to see Back to School with Rodney Dangerfield and possibly the John Hughes written and criminally underappreciated. Uh, career opportunities as well, which I have not seen. <laughs> I've never seen. You've cre- never seen career opportunities? No, no. I didn't even know it was a John it Hughes was, uh, movie. It's news to me. Yeah, it barely. It's Home Alone and a Target, basically, is what it is. <laughs> but it is. Um, I don't think Jennifer Connelly ever looked better than she did in Career Opportunities. Wow. All right, now you've got me. I mean, not as good yeah. as that final scene in uh, Requiem for a Dream. Not then. Way better than that final scene in <laughs> Requiem for a Dream. Okay, just double checking. You know, that's my high. That's my high mark. My yes. watermark. Anyway, says so thanks again to the entire Frog Pants crew for the hard work and dedication you bring to geek culture and the fantastic shows to each of us every week. Also, one day Nerdtacular is still on my bucket list. Cheers, Kent. Well, thank you, Kent. That's awesome. And uh, we'll take your suggestion. I would like to see career opportunities. I have no idea what that is. So yeah. why not? Let's get on the list. Uh, next email is Michael. That's exactly the way I described it. Michael Home alone in Target. I, I'm in. You've got me. Does he slap his face in the morning and go, ah? He does. And okay. he sets up uh, paint cans. And I think, oh, oh, my God, I think the bad guy might be Dermot McRolney. Oh, great. Oh. Now that I say that. Well, good. Here's, a, here's a clip. I can't wait to see what scene that's from. Uh, next up, we have Michael Sizka, who says, The Dark Crystal is the subject. Says, Dear Sackers, just listen to the Dark Crystal episode. I remember seeing it in theaters and my younger brother and I freaking out about it. Uh, to this day, he still can't watch it. I tried to get him to listen to the podcast. He couldn't even do that. Any of you guys have a movie like this that you just can't get over for unexplained reasons? Oh, yeah, yeah. But it's not unexplained. I know why. Okay, what's yours? What do you got? Well, I, I can't watch The Exorcist. Oh, what's, oh, really? what's, what's your even reason? Even now, like, it feels so... Like the, you, the, the, no, the there was a traumatizing, and... there was a traumatizing moment attached. Mm. Yeah, I was I was I was just a little kid. My mom, who was also just a kid practically, took me to the drive-in movie theater. Thought I was asleep in the back seat, uh, and no, I was not. Right. Hmm. Yeah, so my, very very young, traumatizing. Uh, it can uh, movies viewing. can do that. It will leave you. I, and I've said on the show a couple yeah. times about the one where the boulders are chasing the old people in the RV. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Or Ooh, the yeah. the one where what's his name cuts that lady's head off with a fish tank. Like they're both the, cheesy, uh, stupid. Amityville horror for me, but seeing it again recently was like, okay, wow, this is really this is this is nothing. Right. Yeah. right. Uh, kids, our brains are just are weird. Then, Randy, do you have a? You yeah, have a? the movie Taps. Oh. <laughs> really? <laughs> what? Right. Wow. Really? All right. Not, not kidding. Okay. Which scene? What? What threw you? What was you know? So. Um, I don't know. I don't know anything really about the movie. Uh, my parents rented it, <laughs> and I was supposed to be like asleep on the couch or something. And they watched right. it, and I just like lay there and watched it with them. And I was too young to do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I'm pretty sure it's like a PG film. Yeah. And there's nothing right. like. I don't mm-hmm. think yeah. there's anything really scary. But it was, you know, like adults and who I identified with were the young adults in the film. Like they weren't exactly portrayed as kids. Right. Yeah. But they were in conflict. And I just remember it just scared me so much. 
probably also a little bit like in and out of sleep, right? Yeah, yeah. right. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so like Tom, I identified with like Tom Cruise and Sean Penn, right? And, uh, for yeah, some like reason. we all do, they yeah. were very young then. Man, eighty one. <laughs> ah, this was super young. Yeah, this had Ronnie Cox in it, or <laughs> <laughs> Ronnie Cox. Can't help but say that. Uh, George C. Uh-huh. Scott, Timothy Hutton, hmm. Billy Billy Van Zandt. It's a, just like a basic training kind of thing, right? Am I remember correctly that it's like a military academy? I guess or am so. I thinking I, something different? I don't know. I don't think I I've ever seen it. I can't wow. watch this film. I do not want to activate like <laughs> the terror for some reason that I got as right. a kid. Huh? Wow, that's interesting. I I don't even think I've seen Taps, but uh, yeah. You, I mean, when you're a kid, you're a kid. Things affect you differently. Yeah. Uh, final email from Shay, who wrote in and said, Scott, Randy, Brian, Brian, hello. As I clutch my desk tight to not fall over from laughter, I can see once again why I love film sack so much. And here's here's the reason this week. When Randy said the fish thing in Dark Crystal sounded like a TIE fighter, I completely lost it. I think she means the dog thing, but that's fine. Fizz, yeah. yeah, fizz. Yeah. Uh, fizz then the gags about it needing a tune-up and veering to the left, and I'm banging my head on my desk uncontrollably. <laughs> then Scott says, quote, Luke, get the one on the left, and you play the clip you have all seriously made me laugh harder than I have in a very long time. Oh, sweet sassy molassy, this girl needed that after work, she says. Oh, it reminded good. me. It says, yeah. from again? Uh, this is from Shay. Uh, Edwards is her name. Shay Edwards. It reminded me of the clip Ibbett said, uh, said sounded like the opening to Jizz in My Pants. The woman <laughs> singing a downward scream, which also left me in stitches. Do you guys, uh, do you remember which movie you were talking about when you made Ooh. that comparison? 1,000 points to the sacker who can. Love the oh show, Shay. I don't remember. That's a good question, yeah. I don't even remember Jizz in My Pants, like mentioning <laughs> right. that, that Lonely Island song. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't remember what it was. Uh, no memory of it. That's hilarious. Yep. Yeah. So we'd have that's I guess no points for us, but uh, yeah. Points to Shay for the somebody great out email. there. Somebody out there will remember and they'll get some points. Yeah. Thousand points actually. Thousand points of light. I don't know where you redeem those, but uh, I guess it's the film set gift store the, at the very end of the ride. Circle K. Wait, those are gone now, right? Circle K. <laughs> the still thing. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. they're gone. Anyway, hey, that's it for the show. Uh, our film next week is going to be... Oh, we said it and I forgot. So I want to return to my tweet from last week, from yeah. last episode. Yeah. I don't know why, but for some reason I tweeted, Michael Mann's third or fourth best film is still better than everything Roland Emmerich ever made. <laughs> Suck it, Emmerich. And now we got to go watch Godzilla. Yeah, oh, Godzilla. Godzilla. Yeah. yeah. 1998, right? The, yep. Yeah. The Hank Azaria vehicle. Yep. Yeah. yeah right. Uh, Parker Lewis uh, can't loot. No. Um. Uh. Who's in it? Ferris Bueller. Ferris, Ferris Bueller's Bueller. in it. Yeah. 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 Matthew Broderick w- is always good. Jean Reno was having a moment for about a decade. We love him. And he's still. Yeah, he's the... the professional, though, man. Come on. Yeah. He's great. <laughs> love that guy. He can be in all things. Frank Wilker is the voice of Godzilla. Really? <laughs> right. Nice. Yeah. I remember the time. It was pretty cutting edge in terms of the CG and stuff. So we'll see if that holds up. But it was more of a lizard. It really was. Oh, a, interesting. It was a weird off take of. It was. Godzilla. Yeah. And it's got. Uh, right. It didn't have to be Godzilla. It could have just been large monster takes over. Yeah. Right. New York or wherever it is. Yeah. Um, you've also got uh, Harry Shearer. So you've got a couple Simpsons voices in this thing. Nice. Mm-hmm. Nice. It's back when they are all trying to get like bigger Hollywood moments. It, but I think it was, yeah. Yeah. Hank Azari still does a bunch of stuff. He gets around. He does. 
His, so does Harry Shearer. Yeah, that's true. But Hank Azaria's role in um, Birdcage is still one of my favorite things I ever saw. Mm-hmm. He plays that gay uh, maid. What what movie was it where he was all super buff and he was he took somebody's girl because he was playing like a surfer guy? Oh, uh, uh, what was that? What? Uh, forgetting Sarah Marshall. Oh, ah, right. that's, was that? Never saw that it? it. Never saw it. Was he in I that? Who are we so. talking about? Hank uh, Azaria. Hank Azaria. Not that's it. What he? No, no, not yes, that. Yes, he got all was buff. And but, uh, but, yeah, but it was yeah, that was uh, Russell Brand. I guess stole. Sure, yeah. Sarah Marshall in that one, but there is there is a an equivalent where he's like he speaks in an accent the whole time, yes, like a French yes. accent. Yes. What is that? Oh my god! What is that? What Holy that? cow! No, I gotta look that up. Now I want to know. Uh, I remember. I'm going through his. his I'm looking IMDb through it now. too. I can't find it. He was in Happy Feet too, directed. Yeah, that, I don't think that wasn't it. Directed yeah, that was by the it. directed by the great George Miller. You may know him from. Mad Max Fury Road. Along came Polly. That's what it was. Along oh, came Polly. Right. Yes, yeah. right. Uh, forgetting okay. Polly. All right. Yeah, forgetting <laughs> Polly. <laughs> forgetting Sarah Polly. <laughs> <laughs> and I actually like that movie too. I don't know if you've ever seen it before. It's uh, it's kind of crap, but it's also a lot of fun. That's well, um the the Dumb and Dumber guys, right? Uh, yes. Uh, yeah. That's Fairly, uh, Fairly Brothers. Fairly no, Brothers. No, no. Yeah. That's the Ham- John Hamburg. Oh, is who it's listed as? No, this this has Jennifer oh. Aniston and Ben Stiller, and I think uh, was Ben Stiller uh, like a risk assessment uh, guy. God, and, there's so many movies that all came around, came out yeah. right around that same time that felt like they were all Fairly Brothers raunchy yep. rom coms. Yeah. yeah, yeah, the Farrellys had a moment too. <laughs> they haven't yeah. really had a moment yeah. since. Things haven't gone go. Although, wait, there's that Fairly produced show on that AT and T network that no one sees. Oh, that I really like with Will uh, Will Sasso's in it. Um, I gotta recommend this. Hold on, Will Sasso, best like Vine Sasso. channel of anything. Yo, know, he's really? you know, he was the best Vine best Viner yeah. ever. Yeah. Um, oh, that would be Marlon Webb, by the way. Yeah, 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 yeah. Whatever. Yeah, I don't buy it. Will Sasso's <laughs> your guy. Uh, okay, that show was called um, Louder Milk. And it's oh yeah oh louder milk yeah I loved louder milk it's got the guy from Office Space in it and um, Mm a bunch of other really funny people Uh, (laughs) uh, Brian Regan's in it normally stand up Brian Regan amazing funny role that's that is absolutely worth your time if you can track down how to watch louder milk I don't know where it's streaming because it's that AT and T thing and I saw it on cable but it's great louder milk catch it. Uh, that's going to do it for the show. Filmsack.com. Oh, did we say what our next movie is? Yeah. Godzilla. We oh, Godzilla. About it. <laughs> Sorry. It's so unremarkable, that film, that I forgot we were doing it. Uh, so that's next week. That's that movie. And we'll be doing that. So check us out on Filmsack.com if you're looking for other things uh, in the meantime. And uh, it's a great place to sort of connect with the community, join our Discord, all kinds of fun stuff. Head on over there now. Filmsack.com. You can leave us voicemails. I have one parked for next week, uh, 801-471-0462. So uh, do leave us your voicemails. Happy to play them on the show. And as always, you can follow us on FilmSack on Twitter. That's at FilmSack. It's going to do it for us, for me, for Brian, for Ryan, and for Randy. (laughs) (laughs) What was that? Wait, usually it matches the movie. What was that? (laughs) That was that scream. Oh, was it the scream? Okay. I like it. It turned me on weirdly. (laughs) Oh, God. We'll see you next time.
This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Frog Pants Network. Get more shows like this at frogpants.com.